Yes, sir. We back, Desert. baby. We back, baby. It's episode 71. What's going on, man? How you feeling? How you feeling? Damn, episode 71, man. Just keep fucking climbing up and climbing yeah, up and climbing right? up and climbing it's kinda, up. It's kind of crazy. Shit, man. Yeah, yeah I just, I, you shit. know, you know, figured, you know, since we got the little intro and everything now, shout out to my boy. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to him, Antoine Austin and shit. Mr. Professional and all that. So shout out to the new intro y'all hearing for the first time. You know what I mean? Shout out French, man. Yeah, 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 for real. And we'll, we're gonna put his info on the um in the description, man. So uh he he got some edits. Y'all need some information, y'all need some help with the edits or whatever, all of the above. The technical side of things, you know, we trying to level up a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like, what what better way to level up than with your friends and shit? Who done seen this shit from the beginning? So yeah, shout out to French, man. I put his info in the description. Y'all can check him out if y'all are interested in doing some shit. If you need any edited skills or, you know, whatever you might need in that in that realm, he, he can help you out with that. So shout out Straight to up. French. Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> All right, man. How's your Thursday going so far, man? How you feeling? Yeah, man, I'm. I, <laughs> my mind was playing tricks on me today, man. I'm all fucking. I'm on this ghetto boy shit. I'm. I'm back to being normal, a regular person. But time wasn't even <clears> a real thing today. Like. I woke up on time, arrived late for meetings, and then another <laughs> meeting I was early for that when I when it was later. So like time isn't even a is a construct for real. And that that showed its face today. So um other than all good now we, watch, now we live watching the draft right now. Yeah. Our draft. This nigga Jalen Waddle, he ain't even, he ain't even hug his family or nothing. What's up with this nigga? These niggas too cool, man. These yeah, that nigga he dapping up other players and shit, but he ain't he ain't even dapping nobody in his family. That's weird. That's the first nigga to do that. But anyways, interesting. Too cool. Look at look, look, look at this guy. He's got an iced out bust down chain. As he Look should, like he nigga. As he should, like nigga. He just became yeah. a fucking multi millionaire, nigga. As he should, first round pick, nigga, top ten. I mean. Nah, yeah, gotta, yeah, he a dog yeah, though. He a dog. He a dog. He a dog. Okay, I don't. I don't really follow uh, college um, football, so. Oh yeah, that's okay, this nigga uh, fast. They say he like Tyreek Hill and shit. So, okay, he a fast nigga. Good shit. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, shout out to the Falcons. Y'all know, you know, I'm a, I'm a diehard Falcons fan. Shout out to the fucking Atlanta Falcons. We got Kyle Pitts. You heard? That nigga gonna be a monster. I hope. Anyway. Yeah, that's I what you. That's what you wanted, right? I mean, I see. I didn't want him to get a quarterback. For sure. So yeah, I definitely want him to get Kyle Pitts. So I'm happy for that. We still got, I still got faith in Matt Ryan, man. That nigga 36, man. We got, you know, he got like four more good years, I think. He gonna at least hit 40. So give my nigga some some talk. Any talk about about to trade Julio Jones and shit, which is super disheartening. But you know, shit. At least we got Kyle Pitts now. Go with Calvin Ridley. Anyway, so yeah, man. So. This this episode we're recording, man. You know we got the, the draft um, going on in the background and all that. You might you might hear some reactions from yours truly, uh, whenever some shit happens. I ain't like this nigga just uh, was just like not hugging and crying with his family members. So that was weird. And they were all turned up and dapping each other up. And he just was like with his shades on and his Migos too chain cool and for shit. School, man. Yeah, nigga, like that's weird though. I mean, it is weird. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like you. you the fa- the family uh, one of the reasons why I like watching the draft and shit is because it's like the when they be showing like the rooms of the family it's like they basically just won the lotto you know what I'm saying so it's like everybody's excited because money 
You dig? So it's just like, I like to see, you know, like niggas crying, hugging, they, like, yo, we made it. Uh, you know, been through so many years. This nigga didn't even look at them niggas. Like, <laughs> that was weird. I've never seen that happen before. But, anyways. Mm. He's ready to be a celebrity. I mean, let's see. Let's see how he's going to Miami. So let's see how it works. How it works uh, out. I mean, you've been a Vikings fan. Who are you hoping they draft? The quarterback. The quarterback is what I'm praying for, but we'll see how, how it pans out. Would you even want a quarterback if it's like not the the main nigga? You know what I'm saying? Like, would you want to even just risk like him just being a bust? This is a deep draft for QB. So like, and okay. I watch. Okay, I watch so I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking. Year, I'm so. talking about the first round though. Like they, yeah, like, yeah, first round, first round shit, first round. Who the fuck are they gonna pick? What well, they could get like Justin Fields if he falls. He's Justin Fields, the QB from uh, Oklahoma State, is nice. Um, Kalamont. That uh, no, that's I, Texas. I, that's Texas. I forget his name. And um, the the QB from uh, Alabama is still on the board too, right? Yeah, now. Mac Jones. He is. So it's a few niggas that I, I just hate Kirk Cousins. O- I don't Oklahoma I State. Though. Who the fuck is a quarterback for Oklahoma State? I watched him this year. He's nice. I I, I forget his name. Yeah, though. I don't think he's a first round nigga though. It might be like next tomorrow or something over the weekend type. Yeah, shit, maybe. maybe. Yeah, which even works in your favor. But anyways, all right, man. So we we on we're on our sports tip today. You know, so since we're already on that sports tip, we watching the draft. We might as well start with uh. And still, shout out my boy Kamaru Usman. You know what I'm saying? Had to KO that nigga. Cool, the last weekend. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I was nervous for my boy. I didn't know how it was gonna go, but he that, nigga, that nigga slapped that nigga. Out. Yeah, for real, he slapped that nigga. That shit was wild. What you think of that whole card, though? I, that was amazing uh, card. That was a great card from start to finish. A lot of fucked mm-hmm. up shit happened. Legs being broken. Legs snapping in half. But you know, you know what's so crazy about the legs snap? We could start there, right? So I don't know. I don't know how how long you've been following UFC, right? But like Anderson Silva was the first nigga that I saw that shit happen to, right? You know who Anderson Silva is, right? The Spider. Yeah. That was the nigga who he he was fighting that when it happened to. So in that in that crazy how life works, the nigga whose leg snapped last weekend was the nigga Anderson Silva was fighting like I want to say like three years ago, like probably three four years ago, and his leg got snapped. Sick, right? And it's so crazy because that's the nigga. That's the nigga. The nigga who leg snapped, right? Chris Weidman. He's the nigga who beat Anderson Silva for the first time in the UFC. So. I don't know if you probably don't. I don't know. Were you were you following UFC back then? Do you remember Anderson Silva losing to him? Uh, not as okay. I, I wasn't following UFC okay. as much as I follow it now. Okay, got you. <clears throat> so let me let me give you a little rundown. So Anderson Silva came in the game. I don't know what year he came in, but like he was like an undefeated streak for like let's say like a good five years, right? Like he didn't lose for like on some John Jones shit. Like he never lost. And then like he got he had a tendency though. Like I guess he was like kind of bored. With the fighters and didn't really give them their respect. So he used to taunt niggas a lot. So he coming in, he was a middleweight champion, right? So 180, 185 pounds champ. So every time he's coming in, it's a title fight, title fight, title fight. He fighting niggas, whooping niggas' asses. And then it's like he got to the point where he just started bullshitting and showboating. Like, you know, because he just wasn't giving a fuck. These niggas were already scared of the aura type shit. So I feel like a lot of the niggas were already beat before they even stepped into the ring, right? And then also that nigga Addison Silva was legit like fucking assassin when it comes to it or whatever but 
Anyways, that nigga started showboating. Like, he was fighting Chris Weidman, a nigga who leg snapped last weekend. Like, the nigga punched him. Weidman punched him. And then Silver started trying to fake like he was a wobbly and shit. And why the nigga was fake wobbling and the crowd going crazy? That nigga Chris swung on the nigga again, KO'd him before he even hit the ground. Punched him a couple times in the face, but he KO'd that nigga, right? So everybody was like, oh, shit, this nigga ain't lost. like the first time he lost in like five years or whatever. So anyways, you know, he loses. Then at the post, post or like the press conference at the post fight, he like, yeah, man, I ain't take that nigga seriously, man. I'm going to come back. I ain't going to play around. I ain't going to lie. I've been getting kind of boring doing this shit for so long and fucking niggas up for so long. I kind of started, you know, not respecting these niggas a little bit. That's on me. But I got caught, so now I'm going to come back and be serious. Boom. So they have a rematch like a couple months or like a year later. And Silva's also like, yeah, nigga, I'm focused. I'm about to beat this nigga ass. He he can't he can't be in the ring with me type shit or in the cage, the octagon with me. But we're trying to fight. Next thing you know, he throw a kick, pow, his legs just snap. And I was like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? So like that was that was so it fucked me up so much. And then ever since then, Anderson Silva ain't been the same. Granted, he's like 40 or damn near 40. So like his he his aura just completely disappeared. Like I noticed the thing about UFC fighters and like uh, mixed martial arts and MMA fighters, like them niggas don't really have like they a lot of them niggas they like on some hey I'm going out on my shield type shit like you gonna have to carry me off this like I'm not gonna retire on top type shit you know what I'm saying so a lot of these niggas get old and they just become like niggas for young prospects to try to beat and like go for title chases and like. And that's kind of what Silva's become now. Like it's kind of it's kind of crazy, but it's so crazy how like three sixty full circle life is. It's like this nigga Chris Weidman now he's fighting, and he throws that fucking kick, and it just fucking his leg shatters exactly the same way that he did to Anderson Silva. It's so wild. But hey, man, shout out to him. You know he's recovering from his uh, surgery and all that, and you know he hopefully he get back in it or whatever. But yeah, that was wild, man. I'm not even gonna lie, that was crazy. Yeah, that's really that nasty. Shit. And then fucking uh, Valentina Shevchenko fucked shit up. I'm really a UFC nigga. I fuck with UFC, so Valentina did her thing, and Thug Rose had to KO my bitch Wei Lee. That was wild. I did not see that coming. Yeah, I predicted that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got your little money off of that. And then Usman had to do what he had to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Anyways, man, that was, a, that was a wild event, man. You know, the world is opening back up. Shit's getting crazy. Energy of this summer is about to be so crazy, bro. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, a lot of shit about to happen this summer. You know what I mean? Like, yes, sir. It definitely is. Yo, it's it's new beginnings. It's like it's like it's like the whole world was fucking in. Uh, what do you, what do the bears do? Hibernation type. You know what I mean? Like, well, I was hibernating for real. Like, the world's opening back up, man. I'm over here in my crib and shit. I got boxes everywhere. I got bubble wrap. I'm like in the middle of packing. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm moving. It's today's Thursday night. I'm moving to Monday. It's a whole new city, whole new energy. It's about to be a vibe, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I got like three days, two, three days, man. That's it, crazy. I'm super excited, man. Dallas, baby. New, new vibes. <laughs> new. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of new things out here in Dallas. You heard? You feel me? So. 
Yeah, man. New beginnings, man. This this twenty twenty one about to be it. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie, but I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Got all the Texas niggas out there. Texas Trail yeah. niggas, Dallas, Houston, Austin niggas. Mm, Austin, sure. We could throw them in there you know too. But yeah. <laughs> shout out to all my Houston and my Dallas niggas, man. Shout out to y'all. And Austin niggas, so I show y'all some love too. I ain't gonna be a hater. But yeah, man. All right. I got a couple more. Let's keep it light for a little bit, man, because I got some real nigga shit I'm gonna talk about. And we we've been we didn't record last week, so it's a lot to talk. I don't I, I know we're not gonna get to everything I sent you, but you know, it's a lot of things I want to touch on. So keep it on the light topic before we get deeper into my shit. I'm still sipping and all that. So let me let's get let's get the ball rolling a little bit. What'd you think of the uh snowfall season finale? Let's start there. Man, weak ass fucking finale, bro. That shit was just uh, well, okay. Man. Well, it was weak in comparison to the prior episode, but still, that prior episode made it cool for me. Like, I, I'm still happy with how the season ended because, like, the first damn near with eight episodes was like it was such a slow burn that that episode nine needed to, you know what I mean? Like, it popped off. So, like, you know, episode ten or whatever, the season finale was like it was. Not super excited, but the niggas who needed to die died, and I'm happy that happened because <laughs> a lot of niggas, a lot of, and really that goes back to episode nine. I was a lot of niggas who were watching throughout the season that I was just getting annoyed by, but Man Boy had to go, his sister had to go. You know what I'm saying? Who else? The fucking um that bitch ass nigga who was um Scully? Did he die? Do we know if he died or not, or he just when he went to the uh, to the hospital to try to like he was bleeding and shit? Did, did he yeah, die? yeah, yeah. I think they got rid of that nigga. He had to go because I was annoyed by him and shit. And like fucking uh, Calvin bitch ass had to go. You know I wasn't rocking with that nigga off rip. Once niggas figured out he was Calvin, who paid him full. It was like what we what, what he still doing alive with his little nappy ass fro and shit. Like what we doing? So that nigga yeah, had to go. Him get he gone though. So I'm 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 super happy how the season ended because my episode nine was wild. My boy uh my boy uh Saint got on his demon sit finally after limping and being a bitch this whole time. You peeped how he put the, he left the cane on Shorty uh in the bar stool and sit in the scene because we done with that weak shit now. You feel me? So. I needed that to happen too. So I was super excited. I'm not gonna lie, I was super excited for how the season ended. Like it was definitely a slow burn, but I ain't gonna lie, like I was happy. I was happy for it. Yeah, I fuck JC. with Snowfall. I definitely uh I definitely fuck with Damson, man. Damson Idris, man, is coming in to be, you know, one of those um hmm. young iconic actors, man. So uh I, I fuck with it. I fuck with it. Did I fuck you watch with him, it? Did you, did you, all them, them, them young young niggas. Did you just talk about because you saw that video or that nigga or that Instagram clip? All them niggas together with Drake and shit. So that nigga won an Oscar <laughs> for like, what? I don't watch the Oscar. So what do you want to ask? Who for Damson uh, or yeah, uh, Daniel Kuhl- Kuhl- for uh, that's best the Get support, Out nigga, right? Yeah, yeah. For best supporting act, best supporting actor for uh, Judas, Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh yeah, I never watched that movie. Wait, so, is that the one with um with Lakeith Stanfield? Oh yeah, kind okay, of. So what was the one with um Denzel Washington's son? Which movie? What, what was that one called? Denzel he was like Washington's a, son. He was like an FBI nigga. 
who infiltrated the Black Panthers and shit. What was that movie called? Like a oh, Black Klansman. Okay, yeah. So what is I the, think um, that was nominated for an Oscar, and I think it won an Oscar, as a matter of fact. Yeah. But the um Judas shit, what what's the what what's the plot of that movie? That's Fred Hampton's story. But really it's the story about the the dude who was infiltrating the Black Panther Party. So Loki uh, kind of similar to Black Klansman, right? Uh, well, not the nigga infiltrated really. the Black Panthers too. He was be, be, no, him. no, he he didn't infiltrate the Black Panthers. He was infiltrating the Ku Klux Klan and David Duke and shit. Oh, Black off Klan some like, but he was really a police <laughs> officer, but just like kind of undercover, trying to you know. Wait, am I tripping? Oh, okay, was he a Black Panther nigga? Who was that movie where he was like a Black Panther nigga talking to a bitch, and then she like, you're not even one of us. Yeah, he was undercover. He was undercover. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, you talk about Damson becoming an iconic actor. Uh, Anthony Mackie and shit. <laughs> oh, you talking about the, the Netflix uh, army the, movie? Yeah, like a soldier shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I watched so, what other movie have you seen him in outside of Snowfall? Because I haven't seen him enough else outside of those two entities. He was on um, uh, Black Mirror. Uh, I don't watch Black Mirror. He okay. was on... Uh, what other movie was he in? Um, he has a TV show. Interesting. Yeah, it was a few. It was a few. Other, okay, okay, uh, my fault, flicks. my fault, my fault, my fault. All right. I mean, I, I fuck with that nigga, so I ain't, I'm not even trying to hate. I'm just like, I've not seen him in nothing outside of Snowfall and uh, that fucking Netflix movie. So you saying he become an iconic actor just sounded kind of wild to me, but he's not iconic yet. I know. They're yeah, on he, their, he's on, on, their their on their way. On their way. Not for sure. And they're young niggas, so like I fuck with I fuck with the energy and I fuck mm-hmm. with like you know what I'm saying. And they the African. road that they're that they're headed towards. So and they African too. So right now I'm fucking with them. Yeah, I right. fuck with that. All right, that's cool, man. So you watch the Oscars and shit. It's black, black. I didn't really watch. Arts. I didn't really watch watch okay. the Oscars like that. You I did. Saw... I did see a few uh, interesting moments, and um, and I, I think that award was what for whatever it's worth. That's dope that he won it. <clears throat> so I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm only happy for niggas I care about to win. Other than that, I don't give a fuck about shit like that. When niggas I like win, I'm happy for them, for sure. But the Oscars to me, it's like the Grammys. It's like any awards show or any awards. If I like the art, I don't need to see it be validated by the masses. You know what I'm saying? As long as I, I like it, that's all I, that matters to me. <sighs> but all right. So next topic, man. I mean... Before we even switch, just shout out to all the creatives, man. Shout out to all the niggas just doing it for the love and for the art of it and just making shit. Shout out to all the niggas who ain't even successful yet, but they're just still working at it and just um, trying to see what sticks and not being discouraged by the fact that we live in a society where everything looks, everything is all about instant gratification and it's like, it's very easy to get discouraged because you might be working at something and you could pull up your phone and literally see people who are quote unquote succeeding in the field that you're trying to, that you're aspiring to be in. And it could sometimes be, you know, demoralizing to be like, damn, why am I not there yet? So shout out to all the niggas who fight through the, all the, the thoughts of doubt and self-loathing and shit and just keep pushing with their art and with their crafts and whatever visions of their businesses 
whatever, any any dreams or like aspirations that they're working towards. Shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to y'all. I fuck with y'all because it's tough out here, man. As easy as everything looks, and as sweet as every as everything looks, and um. On social media and online and everything, it's like reality is a completely different thing. So, shout out to everybody who just keeps chugging along and working at working on their craft and working on just improving and bettering themselves and like not being afraid to put something out there that is not instantly viral and shit like that. Because that's the thing, you know what I mean. So, I gotta give props to people like that because I've had conversations with people who. Some of the sometimes they hesitate, or some part of the hesit- hesitancy is like, it's just like, damn, like this shit all viral. I just feel like I'm a failure, and it's just like, why do I, why do I want to keep failing in public? You know what I mean? So, shout out to the people who can like look past that and just you know keep pushing along. I fuck with y'all for that. Real talk, you know I mean? yeah, I fuck with y'all for that. All right, man, it's time to get into it. You feel? Oh, okay. Before we even continue, um, yeah, let's get into some sad shit, like or some some real shit. Um, RP DMX, man. So he passed away. Um, I want to say, I mean, how long ago was that, Fred? Like recently, it's about right? been two weeks now. Two weeks? I think almost, just about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just saw uh, some things recently about his like, um, like a motorcade, or I don't know what they call it, the procession. When they had the he had the, the casket in that big ass monster truck on the highway, yeah, all about the Rough Riders just, just last week, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, um, rest in peace to DMX, man. Uh, rest in peace to well, I'm, before I even get it to other people, like, I mean, what, what you want to say about that, man? Like, yeah, man, I, rest in peace to Dark Man X, man. One of the like, you know, like if we're talking about hip hop shit, the biggest, one of the biggest artists, yeah. Yeah, and uh, definitely like one of the the forefathers to put hip hop on like a global pop scale, where it's like white niggas just fuck with your shit heavy. Like you just you making money. One of them first hip hop superstars, or one of the biggest, I'll say, not even first, but one of the biggest. Shout out to him. I always remember, always gonna remember the um the Woodstock performance. Just seeing that nigga basically have a concert for the whole world and shit, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, granted, that nigga was a wild nigga, but yeah. But continue with the good shit, because, you know, me and him, we shared a we shared a birthday, December 18th, you know what I'm saying? Sagittarius niggas. So I know how wild niggas can be. I know how shit can get down, man. But, yeah, shout out to one of the pioneers of just, you know, just hip-hop shit, the lifestyle, the, the, the everything. But I feel yeah, like you could. Yeah. I feel like you could. Like, I feel like you could word it better than me. Like, what were you about to say about him, Dark Man? Nah, just just lyrically, like a fucking you know genius. Battle with Jay Z. Okay. You know, what I'm saying uh, just one of the. If if I'm thinking about like what a rapper is, you know, what I'm saying that he's the embodiment of that. Like that. Okay. Like well, I real hip hop. Not this new okay. shit. Not this new shit okay. that, that that be out here. Like somebody who's like really cut from that cloth. Like, I think about, like, artists like um, fucking Jay-Z, of course, Method Man, Red Man, everybody who was on that tour, that Blackout tour, and and DMX is just, like, the fucking real nigga. Like, a real nigga transitioned into hip-hop space and could kill you lyrically and talked about real shit and didn't really give a fuck. And um, he got to be saluted for that, man. He got to be, 
you know, forever cemented in, um, you know, Rushmore of hip hop shit. Man. Okay, yeah, real shit, real shit. I'm not even gonna act like I'm him and MF Doom. Oh yeah, MF so RP MF Doom too. He passed away recently. Oh, actually, did he pass away like last year? But that was New Year's. I feel like they told us New Year's, but he died like in October or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, I think he did. Yeah, yeah, he passed it was, earlier. Yeah, yeah, he passed like towards the end of last year. Yeah, I'm not gonna cap. I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm not. I wasn't listening to DMX. So for my DMX memories is more so, you know, the movies. You know, what I mean, just with wild stories. It wasn't like the music itself. It was just the personality overall. It's a wild nigga. So you know, I, I you know, RP to him. RP to MF Doom. RP to Shock G. Shock D passed away recently too. Um, RP to Black Rob. Black Rob passed away like a couple of days after DMX actually, after he posted that video praying for him while he was in a hospital bed which I thought was pretty pretty powerful you know what I mean because he was dying too praying for another nigga who was like in a coma and shit right so I thought that was pretty intense too so RP all the fallen people man you know that's one thing that's always going to be undefeated in this life man is death you know what I'm saying so that's just it's part of it right it's part of the cycle I mean hopefully they're like in the they're transitioning on to the next phase of their life, which, excuse me, which is going to be something we're all going to transition to eventually, man. So, you know, rest in peace to them. Prayers and thoughts and prayers and like, you know, good wishes and good karma and good vibes to the families of these people who are really the ones who are, you know, for the most part going to be affected the most from it. You know what I mean? So shout out to the families and, um, you know, hope y'all, hope y'all, y'all can get through this in a healthy way, in a healthy fashion, and just grieve and mourn through this, man. All right, man. So let me see how long we've been talking. All right, it's about 30 minutes, 25 minutes in. We have to get all the... You see, the the, the mood kind of changed. It got a little bit more somber now because FWP, man. Like, we're going to give you some fun. We're going to laugh, but then we're going to talk some real shit, you know, and then going to make it laugh again and then go back to some real shit. So... Let's start it off, man. So Chauvin got convicted. He got found guilty on all three charges. Um, what's, your, what's your reaction? Give me your thoughts on that. What you think? Pussy. <laughs> nigga, pussy, man. <laughs> Fuck that nigga, man. Burning hell, nigga. Fuck what you talk about. <laughs> and all that shit. All the smoke. Oh, you, you got what you deserve. Let's just put it that way. I think at hey, this point... Shout what, out. Shout out. y'all hear this. All the smoke podcasts and Matt Barnes. Yeah, shout out them. But go ahead. What you saying? Yeah, at this point, by the time people hear this, we everything that's been said about you know, the yeah, fact yeah, that yeah, yeah. he deserves. Yeah, I'm about to opinion. get to my opinion. So it's just fuck that nigga, man. I mean, it, does he deserve what he got? We saw what it what was. It, it wasn't okay. no confusion. Well, number, about one, it. number and, one, number one, number one, number one, number one. You said he deserves what he got. He hasn't got nothing yet, but all he got so far has been found guilty. We don't know what he got yet. He just is guilty. Oh well, I'm sure. I'm sure he's somewhere getting fucked up. I'm sure. I'm sure something has happened he's to him. Already. 20, he's in a 23 hour lockdown. We know that. I'm sure something has happened to that nigga. They, you know. You well, know niggas can get to you in lockdown. You know, jail is a, yeah, is an orchestrated yeah. business, man. I, I just it hope happens. he gets. I hope he gets anally raped multiple times throughout his uh, however long he's going to be in jail for. And I hope right. it's like, yeah, exactly. So you talk about he want to get hit. I'm gonna be explicit with what I feel like. I mean, like, I don't, I don't really no, no, care no, for that no, visual. No, but... no, I, I, I care for it because it's like <laughs> when I think of his name, right? Or when I think of George Floyd, what I think of is the visual of the nigga with his hands in his pockets, just resting, 
his whole body weight on the nigga neck. You know what I'm saying? And it's not even like he was the only nigga on him. It's like four or five, whatever, three, four or five of the cops all across cuz body and shit, right? So it's like I just think of a picture of him with his hands in his pockets and feeling comfortable suffocating, killing somebody. And like just he had like a little smirk in his face. And you know, you know, you know, you know the visual I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Of like, yeah. So it's just like to me, it's like that wasn't no uh what's the word? It wasn't no like hold on, I'm sorry. It wasn't no, oh, we just trying to restrain him. We just trying to keep him, you know, intact. And Cuzzo was just like, yeah, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we doing what we doing. Niggas is yelling at him like, yo, you hear him screaming or gasping for air, like, yo, please, like, yo, stop doing that. You're like, nigga, fuck what you talking about. Like, I'm doing what I, I, I'm in control here. I do what I want. I can kill this nigga right now in front of y'all, nigga. What y'all gonna do? So that's the visual I have of him. So I, I'm hoping that. We see like a fucking um, what's the word? Like a a parole hearing in a couple of years where he's crying and he recounts being brutally raped anally by some big niggas and he just was felt powerless <laughs> because that's exactly what he did to the nigga. Think about it, right? Like there's one thing, there's one thing to there's one thing to get shot and you kind of die sort of instantaneously depending on where you get hit right but it's another thing to have to have somebody suffocate you and over 10 minutes you're dying and if you want to know if 10 minutes don't sound that long to you try to get on a treadmill and put that shit on as fast as it can go and see how long you last see if you can last for 10 minutes you know what i'm saying that's a really long time and it's just like imagine this gradually dying over the span of like 10 minutes or so. So to me, I feel like that's the it's like it puts you in like in a defensive or in a powerless, like hopeless position. So when I say I want this nigga to get annually raped, that's the type of you know, because like on the jail shit, like that's some some real domination and like I'm brutalizing you and you can't do nothing about it. I'm fucking you in your ass, nigga. And you a nigga. You've never had niggas touch your butt other than you. And a nigga putting his dick inside you. You know what I'm saying? That's okay, that's a little graphic. Sorry, but but the the, the fact is it, that kind of correlates to like, <laughs> like that's that's what I that's what I think about. Whatever like uh, some crime shit could potentially happen, like me being a participant, and I, I, I talk myself out of doing it because I'm like, right. You think about getting anally raped? Yeah, and I'm scared of it because it's like <laughs> it's such a helpless here. position. Like, that's the reason I'm scared of jail, nigga. I don't want to get raped in jail, nigga. I'm going to put the boondocks clip in right here. Yeah, the booty nigga shit, right? Imagine a nigga like that, because, like, just feeling helpless is a very scary thing. So I want that nigga to, like, I want him to get a taste of his own medicine. That's basically what I'm trying to say. It's like, I'm just trying to be graphic because I'm just trying to prove a point or whatever, but I really want this nigga to get a taste of his own medicine because it's like, bro, like, what that nigga did was some foul shit. And I mean, I still. How do you feel about the other niggas who um, who were on uh, George Floyd's body as well? Like, what do you think they should get? Like, you really want to know how I feel? That's why I asked, nigga. Go ahead. All right. So, well, let me turn off my air conditioning. My fault, guys. You probably hear some sounds in the background. I'm trying to be as professional as possible. 
Go ahead. How you feel about the other cops who don't get as much media attention as uh, Chauvin got? I feel like they're just as at fault for. Yeah, right. Kind yeah. of. I'm. I'm kind of feeling like yo. They. Damn, I ain't even too. explain. I ain't even finish my <laughs> my thought. Uh, they had. They they played a part too, in my opinion. But go ahead. Let's yeah, they 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 played a part in it, and um, I really I really don't fuck with the fact that whatever that Asian nigga, whoever uh, he was. Yeah. Was looking at the situation and looking at the people across the street, but and they're telling you to your face that wait, hold on, hold on. I, you said what they're telling you, they're, to, you kind of cut out, you cut out. They're literally telling him to his face what's happening. He's looking back at George Floyd know, getting I his know. fucking neck snapped, and he's he just like, uh, he like, uh, I gotta control the crowd. So, Bro, so okay. in okay. that in that very specific instance, yeah, you're you're more than complicit. You're you're almost also putting your your knee on his neck because it's like, nigga, you you're a police officer, bro. Like, you, okay, y'all are trying to reprimand this dude or or restrain him. Like, nigga, look he's at what's already, happening. He's already restrained. So what the fuck are y'all what the fuck are y'all doing? And why are you just standing there looking at that shit, being okay with it? Unless what? No. And I, I, don't, I don't actually, I don't, I don't even think I could give an excuse for it. I was going to come up with some sort of like what excuse on his what end, like they was like scared of Chauvin or something like that. No, so, you know, you know what it is? Like he is you know superior is? or some shit like no, that. No, you know what it is? I feel like because I felt it too. Right? I remember watching the clip and you low key look at the nigga face, and you know I'm just judging the book by cover. I don't know. I can't read niggas' minds or whatever. But um, it's like he. He like, oh yeah, okay. He like, oh, they might have a point. Like when they niggas is talking, the people in the, behind the camera are talking to him. He like, oh, it, it kind of feels like, oh, they might have a point. And then he turns around, but it's just like, uh, you know, I can't. You know what I mean? I can't. What can I really do for real? For real? You know what I'm saying? But and and that to me is more indicative of like the culture within the police force, where it's kind of like, yo, I think, and this kind of leads me into my whole the meat of this episode, which is what I wanted to talk about. Excuse me. I kind of wanted to um, detail the other um, fucking incidents, but at this at this time, it's like, man, fuck it, bro. Like, we know what it is. Niggas is getting killed. Um, the fifteen year old girl who called the cops because she was getting jumped and she had a knife. She got shot. The fucking um, the twenty year old who got shot by the uh, police officer who was talking about taser, taser, and shit or whatever. She's a twenty six year vet in the force. That happened in Minnesota, like while the Chauvin trial was still happening and all that. You know what I mean? The fucking pepper spray uh military lieutenant, the black and uh Hispanic mixed guy, and who got um pepper sprayed and just yelled at and abused in VA and shit. And the crazy part is I didn't like a lot of these a lot of the times I'm gonna just um give my honest opinion. Like a lot of the time when I hear about this shit, I don't watch the videos right away. Like I'm not eager to watch a video of somebody dying. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I don't want to watch people die. Like, I could, I play Call of Duty. I shoot niggas in Call of Duty, but I'm not trying to really see that shit in real life. You feel me? I got guns and shit in my crib, and I when I be when I tell and this is this is to the audience when I you know when I show my friends my guns and shit, or I start talking about. It, I'm like, yeah, I wish a nigga would try me. I blow a nigga. But the reality of the situation is, I, I bought I bought these guns. I have two guns now. I just got a second gun. Like I'm just going to the gun range to shoot them, and just to, I just want to be comfortable with handling a fucking cannon that can murder somebody 
But just something that so I just don't want to be scared of weapons because I was I was afraid of guns before I went to the gun range the first time. I was super afraid of them, and I just was just like, damn, like why the fuck am I so afraid of an object? So anyway, I saw that to say I'm not really into death, right? So when I whenever a new video comes out, as it always does, of a fucking unarmed person being killed by a cop, I'm not watching that shit the first day it came out. Like it, it gotta like take me a while to be right, let me just go ahead and just see it. Cause I'm like, I got a podcast. I'm gonna talk about it on the podcast. Let me just see what it is before I just, you know, just go off of a headline and shit. So um I saw that to say like I saw the um so when I was watching the Joy Floyd she go back to the Asian dude like and all also all all of these fucking different um instances that I just yelled out the the common denominator to me is just the is the training of these police officers. I feel like cops are not trained. I feel, I feel like they're trained to be on some us versus them, and them being civilians, right? Just literally whoever is not in uniform. So I feel like they're trained so much so that it's like they're trained to be like when we're out in public. Like, you remember um, in Godfather, the scene where uh, the Godfather 1, where, um, what was it? Uh, the Godfather was still alive. Sonny was still alive. Um, Casillieri was there. Tom Hagen. And then, uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, Pacino. What the fuck was his name? Michael Corleone was there. And they were talking to that Italian nigga. I forgot his name. The the Turk. The Turk nigga. Who Salazar. was trying to... Salazaro. And he was like trying to propose to them like selling drugs or some shit. Like he had a business proposal. And then basically the godfather, Don Corleone, was like, nah, I ain't really fucking with it. But then Sonny was like, well, come on, Pop. You know, this might, it might be something. Right? Like he was like, you know, it might, it might make some sense. So then after he, they tell Salazar, like, right, cool, yeah, we, we're not rocking. They let, they let him leave. Then Don Corleone is like, hey, so Sonny, like, don't ever go against the family in front of company. Like, don't ever go against the family in front of others. And I feel like that's how cops are trained. They're like on some, don't ever side with the mob, which is us people just watching a nigga get killed. So I feel like that's what the Asian nigga was th- going through his head on some like, oh yeah, I'm trained not to go against the, the family. You know what I mean? Like I, I, we can't show uh, any cracks in our armor and shit. You feel me? Like, and it was just so crazy. I'm just like, because I, I, I remember, I don't know if you remember, remember they were having a protest in Buffalo, um, New York, so upstate New York. Shout out to uh, the Buffalo Kids Gallery, right? Buffalo and all that. I don't know if you remember, there was a time with the Buffalo and um, they were having a protest and that old ass white dude was trying to protest in front of like the, the um, squad of cops with their fucking uh, riot shields and all that who were just marching and shit. He was protesting for Black Lives Matter. Old ass white dude, probably like 70s or 60s, like, you know, nah, 70s or 80s. He was an old-ass, skinny, frail white nigga. And then one of the cops pushed him and uh, he, his, the nigga just fell to the ground, head just smacked on the concrete, blood started coming out of his ear. And then, do you remember that clip? I don't know if yeah. You, we, we talked about it. And then it was like, so remember, it was like, it was a squad of cops with their riot shields marching like they're about to walk into a battlefield even though this nigga's peacefully protesting or whatever. So they push the old head. He hits his head. It sounded super hard, too. He starts bleeding out his ear. And then one of the cops, not the nigga who pushed him, but one of the cops 
like looks at um the guy and he's like, oh shit, like this nigga might need some help. Like he he starts to reach down to go to try to like see what's going on with the old head. And then another cop, I don't even think it was the cop who pushed him, but another one, one of the lines just pulls him back, like, yo, 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 what you doing, nigga? We we uniform. We we all we are monoliths right here. Like we all, you know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like it was kind of like just like that just indicative to me of just how um the training and the policing it is in this country, where it's just kind of like cops don't they, they're not allowed to hold themselves accountable, which to me is a very unhealthy trait. You know what I mean? Like they they're not allowed to hold themselves accountable, which I don't understand why. And the training to me in in and of itself, it's totally, totally under um underwhelming and like obsolete. And I feel like <coughs> excuse me, I feel like um police are like uh, police officers are trained now to just view everybody as a threat. I feel like they probably instilled in their in their um cadets or whatever, like you know how you always see a clip of like a random clip of like a cop pulling it used to be when I remember I remember this show, I'm not if you remember uh the channel True TV. Remember that channel True TV? And they used to be like wildest police chases, them type of shows. And then where it'd be like, oh a cop just pulls a guy over for a routine stop and the guy hops out the car just dumping and just kills the cop and then it's a whole manhunt and police chase or whatever and for, to me I just feel like uh, cops are, like nowadays are just trained to just fucking they're trained to see everything to perceive everything as a threat and ho- even even more so because of the history of this country and shit they're perceived they're, um, they're trained to perceive black and brown I knew Justin Fields was going to the Bears shout out Justin Fields they're trained to perceive you want to Justin Fields, right? God damn it, ruin the oh, whole yeah. fucking thing, man. These <laughs> motherfuckers ruin the whole fucking thing. And that's our division. This is so yeah, fucked yeah, up, yeah. Man. I saw that coming. I mean, they had Andy Dalton as their quarterback. But anyway, uh, let me get back to what I was saying. Uh, so they're trained to perceive black and brown folks as even more of a threat than they're trained to perceive. I feel okay. This is this is really what I feel. They're trained to perceive everyone as a threat, right? On some like life or death situation. You never know. You never know what could happen. Blah 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 blah. So. I thought they trained to perceive everyone as a threat, but then their inherent like racism and just like stereo uh, prejudice of like you know society and shit based on them being police officers and for the most part dealing with the drags in the bottom of the barrel of society and shit. So that kind of probably paints a picture to them of what society is, right? They probably whenever they see a white nigga go ham in their minds, they're telling them even though they're probably just trained to to perceive every single person as a threat, they're like inherent racism and inherent prejudice tells them like, oh, the white nigga, I could probably talk him down. Like, I could probably not have to go so hard. But then whenever it comes to like black people, black or brown folks, they just go, they go ham. They just like, all right, yeah, nigga, let's go mode. We got, we got our blinders on. We're not even going to try to assess the situation. We're going to just go, we, we on murder time. That's a, that's a perfect example of what happened with the fucking uh, 15-year-old girl. So she has a knife that fucking looks like a butter knife. She has her back to you. You pull up to the scene. She going ham with the knife, but you can't use a taser or fucking or tackle the bitch or something. Like, why the fuck do you have to just go ahead and just start shooting? Like, 
on some like you in a you in a fucking like you in a hunting range or something shooting some animals or something like and I feel like that's exactly what it is like it's like they're trained to kill but then their inherent prejudice when it comes to white niggas who be the killers for the most part be the killers in this country they tell themselves I could probably talk them down we can probably resolve it but then when it comes to everybody else it's uh, green lights. Uh, you're 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 um you're free to you're free to fire. You're free to shoot. Type shit. Like that's the that's the shit that that gets me so much. I feel like the training in this country, like when it comes to police officers, it's so ass backwards, man. And it's like <clears throat> I really don't see how that shit can change. It's so it's so deeply ingrained in the fabric of this society. Like it's just like how do you change that shit? without fucking dismantling the forces as they're currently conceived and start fresh, which obviously is a far-fetched idea because we know institutions never do that. But it's crazy to me. But like, does what I'm, if what I'm saying makes sense about them being trained to kill and then they just pick and choose when to do it for the most part when it comes to white niggas. Who be the niggas doing the mass shooting and destroying? Because we always see pictures of a mass... We always hear news and Twitter sit about a mass shooting and then a couple hours later you see a picture of a, a chubby white nigga being taken away in handcuffs or a skinny white nigga being taken away in handcuffs, right? Like, we always see that. But then, on the flip side, we also always see news articles of, like, police officers killing a black or brown person because either they were yelling at them or they were running away from them. Had no weapon. Oh, I thought he had a weapon. Oh, I thought this. We literally, you know what I mean? Like, it's so crazy to me where it's like, we literally have so many examples of niggas going out and committing mass murder and walking away alive. And then niggas not having no weapons to commit nothing getting killed. And like I said, I feel like police officers in this country are just trained to kill and they just pick and choose. It's at their discretion, and their discretion is always like, well, if it's a white nigga, I feel like I might be able to talk him down, which is, which is not wrong, right? I'm not saying they should be killing white niggas, but it's just like, nigga, that's how they should be trained in the first place to be handling all situations, number one. But we, I'm just saying, like, utopian, utopian, um, um, in a utopian type society, it would be where, like, police officers are able to just, like, talk niggas down. Or tackle niggas, be in shape. So it's like when a nigga running away from them, they can actually chase him down versus the black. I'm like, I'm about to shoot this fuck nigga. I ain't, I, I ain't running no four four. Like I don't know if you remember the nigga in the, the VA, the military, the military lieutenant, and shit or whatever. Did, did you see how fat the cop was who was yelling at him and shit? Who was pepper spraying him? He had his dog in the backseat who got pepper sprayed for no reason. Like, do you see how fat that nigga was? Like, why are police officers not? Why is part of the job description being like in shape? Because I feel like if niggas was in shape, they would be less afraid to fight niggas and shit and be more comfortable like hemming niggas up and like, you know what I'm saying? Like put them in in whatever MMA moves they got to put them in and shit. So it's like they're not always just like resulting to uh, shooting niggas. And a perfect example of that, a perfect analogy of that is like... um, I remember this World Star clip I saw like years ago, right? 
the world star clip of like a fight. I think it was like in Philly too. It was like a world star clip of like a fight. These two little skinny frail niggas, they like squared up and shit, right? It was like, it was some like, you know, it was Philly because like the whole little homes with the porches and shit. Everybody was on the porches. Somebody was recording for the porch and it was just like, <laughs> somebody was recording for the porch. You see this fat bitch on the. You see her mask on the uh, the draft? You see this? <laughs> Anyways. I have no idea what this look is that, <laughs> that I'm... What am I looking at on my fucking screen right now? Like, oh, this this is a perfect person to represent the Cowboys. The guy, this is the motherfucking bullshit. Like, look at her mask. The fuck is going? They've, been, they've been picking a lot of real wild looking motherfuckers to come up here, man. They can see Yo, my last fandom. leg and shit like that. Like, what the fuck is going on? This motherfucker. Oh, they got her back here. It, they had a a lot of a couple nigga bitches up here already. Nah, don't bullshit. She I can't tell if that's a nigga or a bitch. Like, what the fuck is going on? Nah, that's a fat bitch who tells herself Bert. she likes she likes other girls because no niggas fuck with. We know what the it type is. of bitch should be at the docks, man. At Paradox. Dude. Type of bitch be. Why you Why you sitting on the docks? <laughs> This is the type of bitch who be at Paradox Nightclub in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, so that shit. I mean, man. I got the worst beating of my life in the Paradox. I got my tooth knocked out, so I I know the Paradox. This nigga Mike told me it was a motherfucking um, uh, documentary what? or some shit on Netflix about the Paradox. Word. Yeah, I didn't I know it, that shit. I think it's a documentary about like it's it's like the Baltimore club scene. So. Uh, that's yeah, probably yeah, what it's yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's on Netflix. It might be on Hulu or something. Low key, what I know about the diet, <coughs> that's some sort of gay club. Like, they, we have nah, a gay night. Too. They have gay nights, but nigga, every club has a gay night because there's gay people everywhere. So, I wouldn't know. I've never club. been there. I don't... Uh, I've been I've been, <laughs> I've been in the docks a lot, nigga. Never been there on a gay night. But yeah, it's. <laughs> Nigga, <laughs> we experienced that in New York, nigga. It was there yeah. one night. Went, unwillingly. Like, somebody right. forced so. my ass to be there. And, it was a and drag night. I, w- I would say shout out to Mike, but you don't get no shout out just Fuck because no, we're remembering nigga. that. Fuck you no, go nigga. too far, but just just for the, the fact that I was there that night or the night that I shouldn't have been there in New Bro, York City. What are many, the how, cities in the how, country? How many, how many niggas hit on you that night? Nah, that didn't happen to me at all. Niggas, yo, I've never, I've never experienced that before. Niggas was hitting on me crazy. That was the weirdest, most uncomfortable situation I've been in club wise. Well, I mean, I got my ass beat, but I'd rather take that over niggas coming up talking about. I usually don't do this, but can I buy you a drink? You're so handsome. I'm like, yo, that lets you know we're in the wrong place. For real, I mean, I'm handsome, but I'd rather hear it from a bitch than a nigga. Just keep it a bean. But anyways, what was I saying? <laughs> a lot of shit just happened with this big bitch for her. <laughs> her mask was crazy how she was breathing in the back. That's what that's what had me laughing for real. Her mask and shit, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't all that jelly gyrating on the motherfucking screen and shit. Like, yeah, nah, it was her mask. Shit. What the fuck going on, man? We didn't get Justin Fields. I'm pissed, man. <laughs> Y'all about to get Matt Jones and shit. You straight? He's not. See, uh, I'm tired of these white quarterbacks who <laughs> can't move and just sit in the pocket. I was about, and don't to, say, do I was shit, about to say he's basically uh, Kirk Cousins 2.0. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to say was for every uh, black person getting killed by police in these scenarios, you say you don't want to see white people get killed by police. 
And every every black person that's getting killed by police in this area, it should be a, a white person getting killed by these. It, it should be if it's gonna happen, it should be equal. Because yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, with and that, that's what it, I will hope. And that's what I will hope for. I'll go as far as to say that. I mean, yep, sorry, not sorry, sorry. No, not no, sorry, yeah, yeah, niggas. I know. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Because it's like a nigga sleeping in his car gets shot the fuck up because niggas saying, "I thought he reached for something." Even though he was snoring, smoked him. A nigga walks into a mall with an AK-47, bloop, shooting mad niggas, walks away scot-free, alive. So it is crazy, right? Because it's like, they're both such extreme situations where it's like, when it comes to white niggas, a situation where you would expect a nigga to get killed because he's just wantonly just killing random niggas for no reason, you would expect them to die because it's like, okay, this is what you think would happen. This is GTA. He got five stars. Why he still alive? You know what I'm saying? That is a nigga trying to run away. He got like half a star trying to run away and shit. And it's like he gets shot in the back. Like it's it's super wild how extreme this country is, right? And it's also super wild how just like fucking is it done on purpose? Like the media attention around these things. Like are they doing this shit on purpose to get niggas riled up and shit? Look at this. No chin ass white boy. Look at his face, nigga. <laughs> Anyways, man, like it's crazy because because part of me also feels like the media likes to rile niggas up. Obviously, right? They like to rile niggas up. So that's this is why this is all we constantly see on your feed. It's like some celebrity bullshit or just some fucked up shit that gonna make you feel like why the fuck am I going to work and clocking in and just living my life like shit sweet. You feel me? Like it's so crazy. Like the um the dichotomy of just like the thoughts I have of my day-to-day life, Monday through Friday, where it's like, go to work, I'm worried about work shit, blah, blah, blah. But then it's also in the back of my mind, I'm like also feeling like, yo, on surrounding this shit, like I don't even belong in this country. Because obviously this country has shown me that they don't want me here. You know what I'm saying? So it's like what am I even doing here? For real, like, I really have to um, escape. I need to escape. I need to make some money and disappear from these niggas. Because, like, I honestly don't even want to... I don't want to live in America, like, for the rest of my life. I don't want to... I really don't want to live in no country. I, I really just want my own island. And just I don't like people. I don't like societies. I don't like governments. I don't like just the whole gist of people. Cause I nigga, want I feel to like human get being, away. I want to run away. You humans are just yeah. Uh, Lenny Kravitz and shit, right? Yeah, that would yeah, be a perfect like, place for me to place that too. Yeah, like just I mean, put my little timestamps in there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hey man, get on your editing shit, man. We already got uh, we got French giving us intros. I'm gonna send him an outro to make for us too, man. We out here, yo, listeners, man. Listeners, listen to this, man. We trying to improve, man. Like. I'm sorry. Um, it's been kind of scattered thoughts because we just kind of bouncing around a little bit, and we didn't record last week, so we're trying to make up for lost time. But in reality, it's like man, that's our style. It is our style, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like part of the scattered brain vibes is to have like inserts of random sounds and random clips and shit because it's like that's basically how niggas think. I'm trying to have a whole deep convo about police reform and shit. 
Then I see a fat bitch in the NFL draft, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck going on with this bitch? Why her mask moving so crazy every time she breathes? It, it threw me off, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's No how more we fat move. white bitches, man. Let's also remember that. I'm tired of seeing black niggas with fat white bitches, man. Y'all niggas need to cut it out, man. Where Dr. Umar Johnson at, man? Oh, y'all niggas, man. Y'all oh, speaking of that, speaking of that, did, you watch, his, uh, did you watch his breakfast club? Of course, of course. <laughs> that nigga was getting heated from the jump. He was sweating and shit. <laughs> he was going there. He was waiting for his moment to get back. Prince of Pan-Africanism, you heard? <laughs> that nigga going in, man. I, I do, I do, I do, uh, I do subscribe to a lot of his ideologies. Though I'm not gonna lie about that because uh, it's a lot of weirdo shit going man, that on. Nigga was he's like, he's, he's was definitely a finesse. Yeah. We never go see that school. Nobody say what's up with the school. He's like, yo, we just have we need three weeks of HVAC. Da 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 da. If we could have some people donate their time, we pay for the parts and but we don't pay. Y'all for niggas labor. do this shit for free so I can come up. Later, yeah, right. Like, you know, write this man. off on my taxes and shit like I'm that. I'm about to say, nigga, number shit. one, ain't all niggas going to school virtually now? What you need a building for? Like, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, are kids even going to school in in, in high schools and middle schools and uh, elementary? Do they even go back to school? Or is this all virtual? Like, isn't schools it still... don't schools don't exist anymore? Right, TikTok, so... TikTok exists. So <laughs> kids TikTok. don't even go to high school. They don't even go. They don't even go to college. <laughs> hey man, you can learn a lot on TikTok. You can learn a lot on TikTok. These nineteen-year-olds is making millions off of TikTok, bro, and never go to school. Well, again, I mean, right? come on, man. It's it's, it's only it's only one percent. I mean, it, it was nineteen-year-olds making hella bread off Instagram. That ain't stop niggas from going to school, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this shit gonna keep getting worse and worse. You wait, you wait, and see, nigga. It's gonna be classes. I think it's probably classes in school on TikTok and how to be an influencer. It should probably, be. Yeah. There I'm should sure be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like, think sure about it. Like, yo, you want niggas to be engineers and designing roads and shit? Like, I, want <laughs> I mean, to, those I are want... the practical things that the world needs. But do I, we still yeah. need them? We need somebody to design buildings. Yeah, we do. I mean, we need niggas to design some futuristic shit. I don't think we need niggas to yeah. stick to the tried and true shit that the curriculum from 1960. We don't need that either. You gotta evolve. Since you mentioned that, now that you mentioned that. Everybody, yeah. uh, tune, tune in on Saturday, man. My Dogecoin going through the roof with Elon Musk. Step on that stage. <laughs> Everybody tune in on Saturday Night what, Live, SNL? man. SNL? I'm trying okay. to watch my Doge go up, man, and then I'm going to cash that bitch hey, out. Hey, I already cashed out my Dogecoin. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to y'all. I only, I, I only put in $100. I don't trust Dogecoin. I'm a, I'm a crypto fanatic, though. So um, for everybody listening... My Digibyte booming. So for all you crypto fanatics, you should know about, about Digibyte by now. If you don't know about Digibyte, get in tune, man. Digibyte is the wave. That's the new, it's going to be the new Bitcoin. It's, we're still in the infancy stage, though. Like, it's been a couple of years, but trust and believe me, I'm putting a lot of faith in Digibyte because I feel like five years from now, how we was talking about the, the the Bitcoin millionaires who popped up out of nowhere because they bought that shit a long time ago and, and forgot about it, then it just popped up. That's how uh, Digibyte is gonna be. I'm, I'm not gonna lose faith in Digibyte. It's such a practical, such a practical uh, um, coin that just has so many different applications. Dogecoin was created as a joke and it was just something that was, um, you know. Uh, manipulated by the masses and all that, obviously with uh, uh, Elon Musk and other influencers' influence and shit. And you know, uh, shout out to people who made bread. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go too hard with the coin because I was trying to be all practical about this shit. Because you know, to me, crypto 
it's still so abstract or whatever. So I was only trying to focus on coins that actually have practical uses versus just, oh, this is the one people said is gonna be one. We're gonna we gonna pump and we're gonna pump and dump this one. And I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not super savvy when it comes to like investing and shit like that. So I, I like to try to play it sort of safe, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, it's still gambling. I, I'm not a gambler. I don't go to casinos. I'm not. If Fred, you be sending me your prop bets and all that shit, like ever since I put that hundred dollars in my bookie, that AG or whatever, and lost all of it, I've never refilled that shit. Because I'm like, oh yeah, nah, I don't like that shit. You know what I mean? I stopped I'm cashing out right now. Hey, I'm cashing man. out hey, right as now. You should, as you should, as you should. But like for me personally, when it comes to the crypto shit, like I'm not. It's, it's gambling, so I've been sticking to just like. Um, look at the way this nigga walks. You look like cool. a fucking faggot. <laughs> hey, fuck out of hey. here, cuz look at the way you walking, bro. Hold on, my shit's slower, I guess. Like you gotta stick up his ass. Are you talking about Rasan Slater? Yeah, they show me the Chargers drafting right now. They got everybody dapping each other up and shit. I'm not even seeing what's going on. Yeah, we got the next pick, man. So hey, three minutes left. Yeah, but anyways, like I was saying though, so like I stick to the safe picks or whatever, and I feel like Digibyte, Digibyte is a safe pick. It's practical. So it's gonna it's gonna last past the hype train and all that other shit. You feel me? Like it's gonna be there. It's gonna be there. Okay, so you know what I'm saying? So hey, Digibyte, fuck with it. I'm up. I'm up up, up with on it. Digibyte. Yeah, I'm up up on Digibyte. Shout out. And that's just one of them coins I look at every couple weeks. Shit. Really every couple months, because it's like a process to pull out my fucking ledger wallet, my nano wallet and all that, and pull it up and all that. So it's really a couple months. And every time I look it up, it's always up a couple thousand, a couple hundred. I'll say a couple hundred, not a couple thousand, but we up a couple thousand right now. And I for sure have not, I didn't put up to a thousand dollars into that shit. It might have been like five, seven hundred dollars over the, over the course of like starting from like 2018, you know what I'm saying? Or 2017, maybe I started investing in that shit. And I'm not even up to, I haven't put up to a thousand dollars in that shit. And I'm up multiple thousands of dollars off that shit. And that fucking Digibike is at, <clears throat> it's yet to hit a fucking two pennies. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm just holding out. It hits a dollar. That's how good that shit is. Like, I just fuck with it so much. Like, it hasn't even reached a dollar yet. It hasn't reached five cents yet. It hasn't even reached, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's literally like the hot, the 52 week mark, like high is like, I think it's like a, a cent, one penny. And it's just like, I've put so much money in that shit because I, I really fuck with it. I have so many practical applications and shit. So, yeah. Invest in cryptocurrency, guys. Uh, yeah, definitely invest in crypto because, man, I was watching a TikTok. You know, I follow a couple uh TikTok uh, um, financial niggas who be just giving their little. <laughs> yeah. TikTok, yeah, I'm telling you. Yo, to that term that is just so weird, right? Is, right? Like, what? Yeah, but think about it. Think about it. I also TikTok felt this. financial niggas. Yeah, I, I felt the same way about. Um, I'm always slow when it comes to social media. I never, I'm never trying to be the first. I wasn't the first nigga on Instagram, but we look how traded our pick. Look how normal it is. Oh, y'all gave it to the Jets. I was wondering why the Jets got on there. But yeah, I so like... I no what's happening, bro. Anyways, TikTok, the financial niggas were talking... They made an analogy of how, like, um, disruptive and non-corruptible the internet was when it first came out, right? 
like the internet is just something that's kind of owned by everybody who kind of participated to grow it, right? Because it's just a a series of connected computers and all that. And it was, and he was basically saying, like, oh, if you think about it, crypto is the same way. Like, crypto can't really be swayed by like um, financial institutions or particular governments and all that because there's like a currency tied to a country and all that. So he was just like, oh, if you really look at it, like, crypto is like the new internet. And I was just like, oh, so that is a kind of an interesting way of putting it. And it, we're such in the infancy stage of it. Like, <clears throat> you see the little shit with Dogecoin and shit, like, or how Bitcoin is just going brazy and all that. Like, it seems like a, so much money, right? Because, like, one Bitcoin right now is, what, like, $52,000, $55,000 for one coin? And at one point, it was, like, less than a cent. So, it's like, it seems like we're at the... The... Um, the crescent, what, what do you call it? Like the crescendo? No, what's when you're at the top? What's that shit called? We're at the inflection point right now. Yeah, it would seem like we're at the inflection point of it, but in reality, I feel like we're still in the infancy stage of just the whole crypto ecosystem. So it's like, just get in and shut up about it for real. For real. that's how I look at it. I'm like, nigga, niggas told me about crypto 2012. I mean, they told me about Bitcoin in 2012, and it was just so abstract to me that I just was like, yeah, I'm cool. I don't care. But 2012. So I'm just like, we're still in the infancy stage of this shit, man. So get in where you fit in, right? Get in while you while you can, because <laughs> I'm gonna be rich off this shit, and they get, I'm gonna get me my island and disappear from you, fuck niggas. And I'm gonna be recording my podcast from a fucking remote. I'm gonna be remote somewhere, just out out the way. But like, yeah, for real, for real, like that's a perfect uh, perfect way to close it out. Yeah, man. Let me just recap it one time, man. Fuck 12. You know what I'm saying? They don't know how to train niggas properly. They train niggas to kill. This is not Call of Duty, but they play this shit like it's Call of Duty, nigga. And I'm not rocking with it, but I'm rocking with y'all for listening to me. Me and this nigga ramble on about this shit. You know what I'm saying? Kamara Usman knocked the nigga out for the culture. He did that for us. We respect that. Fucking the Falcons drafted Kyle Pitts earlier today. We happy about that. <laughs> the fucking uh, the Vikings, what they do? Exactly. They ain't do shit. We happy about that too. You know what I'm saying? And like, hey, it's Thursday night. I'm moving Monday morning. We happy about that too, man. It's a lot going on. It's the FWP podcast. You made it this far. I rock with you for listening this far, man. We do this shit. Out of love, but also out of it's fun and it's therapeutic. We do this shit for I do this shit for me. And then you know, hopefully that does something for y'all too. That's why y'all listening, tune in. So I respect y'all for that, man. And with that being said, I'm still sipping my tequila. I'm about to take a little gummy edible and vibe out. It's the FWP podcast, nigga, and we out. Peace. <laughs>